it's, 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 it's funny how the Holy Spirit moves. It's funny as in ironic because if you had your Bible in Exodus 18th chapter, now you're going to move to Exodus 17th chapter. Uh, we did not plan this, uh, but I'm glad that God did. Uh, when God is in control, everything's going to be all right. I'm, I'm, I'm glad y'all with me here this evening. I'm, I'm glad I have some help. I might not be here too long then. Well, well, uh, those that have your Bible, we will start in Exodus 17th uh, chapter and we'll begin reading at verse 8 to verse 13. The word of God says, this is the King James Version. Then came Amalek and fought with Israel in Rephidim. And Moses said unto Joshua, choose us out men and Go out, fight with Amalek, and tomorrow I will stand on the top of the hill with the rod of God in mine hand. Somebody say hand. So Joshua did as Moses had said to him and fought with Amalek. And Moses, somebody say Aaron, somebody say her, went up to the top of the hill, and it came to pass when Moses held up his, somebody say, hand, that Israel prevailed. And when he let down his, somebody say, hand, Amalek prevailed. But Moses, somebody say, hands, were heavy and they took a stone. I just want y'all to get, 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 get used to saying hands. Y'all going to see where I'm going in a minute. And put it under him. And he sat there on an Aaron and her stayed up his, oh, y'all with me. Then one on the other one, I'm sorry, one on the one side and the other on the other side and his were steady until the going down of the sun. And Joshua discomfited Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword. I, I'm going to tag this lesson. You should be in your hand of the power of holding up your leader. First, let me just deal with the leader. The leader has a great responsibility. The leader is always having a weight on their shoulders. Moses, now Moses here, is leading about a million people. Imagine that. Leading a whole city. All right, now, first and foremost, he was not elected. They did not choose him, but somebody did choose him. Who was that? God. Now, God chose him, so this, therefore, this is God's leader. And I want you to cast this. God anointed him leader of the people. Now, I want to cast this. When you have leaders in the church, especially I'm talking about pastors, you better watch who you talk about. Because if God has placed them in a leadership position, it does not matter what you say. Because God has the final say-so. Now, if you need some help, Moses took the people out. The people didn't want to go out. And once they did get out, they wanted to go back. That's the problem with leading people. They always wanted their way. And, and the thing is this, that Moses took them out. And, and once they, now catch this, catch this. Moses leading as a great example, showing the power and authority of God being used through him. How much so? Well, they walked through the Red Sea on dry land. 
and they saw the, their oppressors being oppressed by God. <laughs> they saw them fall into the sea, the water falling, and they saw the bodies come up. And so much so, then they sang a song to Moses. Moses started singing a song. Look at 15th chapter. There's a song going on. They celebrate what God has done. Then all of a sudden, three days later, people cry out, Moses, why did y'all bring us out here to die? Isn't there enough tombs in, in Egypt for us to be buried? We have food to eat there, but we can't drink water out here. And then God told Moses, hey, toss this wood into the water, make that bitter water sweet, and they drink. They still not satisfied. They moved to another camp, and then they said, Moses, we're going to die again. We have no water. And Moses was like, oh, my God, God, these people. And Moses said, why are you coming against me? You need to have your quarrel against God, but God is going to show you how he's going to bless you. God told Moses to go to the mountain. I like this, how he tells it. He tells it, y'all need some help. Just go back and read the previous chapter. He tells Moses uh, 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 to go to the mountain, and as God says, I will be there. And so this, this is my, my, my imagination. God is standing on top of the mountain, turning the faucet, and the water starts pouring out. That's how I just see it. Because God was up on the mountain, and Moses was there, and the water started coming out. That's how I just see it. But the thing is this, that God used Moses to reach these people to lead them. And Moses is constantly leading these people. And he loves these people. How do I know he loves this people? Because Moses could have gave up on them a long time ago. But yet God placed him in this position. And dude, since God placed him there, Moses knew that he would trust God all the way. How, how do you know? Well, he talked to God. First of all, you see a bush and it's on fire. It ain't burning. I think Moses done woke up. So, all right, God, I, I, I'm with you now. I'm with you now. I'm with you now. So first of all, I just had to deal with the leader. I want you to understand the, the weight and the responsibility of the leader. But even this, the people also saw God give them manna. And I like, I like manna because the word manna in the Hebrew basically comes out to what is this? Because they were hungry. they like, Moses, where are we going to get food? God pr- pr- provided manna for the 40 years they were in the wilderness. And they was like, what is this? And that's where they got the manna from. And they said it was sweet like honeycomb. I mean, God gave them some good bread. Sweet and delicious. They made cakes and all kinds of stuff out of it. But yet still these people were grinding against Moses. Now, I want to understand this. This is just a few months they got out of bondage. And they're not satisfied. He dealt with this for 40 years. So imagine what a leader goes through. Lonnie just pointed out that a leader can't do it all by himself. But these people are blaming Moses for everything that went wrong. But they weren't helping him out. But I'm glad that we serve a God that knows how to provide help for you, even when you don't ask for it. See, let's get down where I'm at now. We back Exodus 7, chapter 18, verse. I gave you a little brief history. Y'all didn't have to read it. I, I gave it to you for yourself, but go back and read it for yourself. Amen. I'm glad I've got somebody with me. Here we go. First and foremost here, why hold up the leader? Because the leader is holding you up. That went over somebody's head. Let me, let me come down a little bit lower. Why hold up the leader? Because first, the leader's holding you up. 
How is my leader holding me up? I'm glad you asked that question. Thank you. Thank you. They're participating with me right now. See, first and foremost, Moses tells Joshua, look, tomorrow you gather some men to go fire and I'm going to go up the hill and I'm going to hold up my hands in the staff. Now, what's the purpose of Moses holding up his hand in the staff? It's right there in the text. When Moses' hands stayed up, the Israelites prevailed. When Moses' hands went down, so did the Israelites. They went down too. So who's holding up who? Mm-hmm. The leader's holding up for the people. Now, this is the same Moses the people are complaining about. Moses, why is you bringing us up? Moses said, well, I'm going to let y'all die. But no, Moses extended all his energy he had to hold up his hands for the people. How do I know? It said his hands became heavy. Has anybody here ever held something so long it became heavy that you could no longer hold it up? But you brought it back up again and it went back down, but you're trying to hold it up as long as possible. You see, that, 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 I'm going to break this down to your physical therapy standpoint. This that when you're working out your muscles, you're breaking them down, you're tearing them down, and then they need some time to repair for you to work them out again. Moses worked at all his muscles, all he could, until he couldn't lift them up no more. Sometimes the leader's in a position that they're doing all that they can for the people, even to the point that it goes to exhaustion. But they realize that I can't fall because if I fall, the people will fall. I'm still dealing with the leader. I'm going to get to y'all in a minute, y'all. All right? I'm still dealing with the leader, CC. The leader realized that as I lead, they will follow. And as I fall... They will fall. And Moses realized that I can't let my hands fall. So I'm going to try to keep them lifted up. But you see, I'm glad that Moses had some help. Look here, look here, look here. Did Moses go up on the hill by himself? No. He had Aaron, he had her. Now, who are these people? I'm glad you asked. Y'all got some great questions, man. Aaron is Moses' older brother, and her, I don't know how old her is, but her is his brother-in-law. It's family. Family went up the hill with Moses and saw Moses struggling, and they said, brother, my brother is struggling. I think we should help them out. Here you go. Here where I'm coming to those who may not be the pastor, may not be leading in your ministry, but Cassius, write this down. It's okay to volunteer your services. It is okay. Did it say Moses cry out, hey, I need your help? Did it say that? Did Moses say, I can't do it any longer. Please help me out. It says, no, look, look. But Moses' hands were heavy, and they took a stone and put it under him, verse 12, and he sat thereon, and Aaron and her stayed up his hands, the one on the what? One side and the other on the other side, and his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. Now, write this down again. When you volunteer your help, you need to volunteer until the job is done. You don't come up and say, Pastor, I'm going to help you out today. I'm going to open up the doors, but I'm gone. You can do all the work the rest yourself. No, they stayed until the sun 
went down. But what kept, now, now, this is what, what, what woke me up. How long was Moses up there? Woo! And I started thinking, how long would it take for my arm to get tired? Because I, I could see Moses doing it for good for maybe like about a, maybe half an hour. Then he took a rest. Brought it back up. And it was still going on. But cast this, cast this. He wasn't just holding up his arm. He had a staff too. So he had probably one arm. Probably, I could see him switching hands. You know, okay, you hold the staff now. And I'm going to lift this one up. That's I, 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 I just me just thinking. I'm just going through what I will be doing. And, and now cast this. Moses told Joshua, tomorrow I'm going to do this. So I, he didn't say midday. He did not say afternoon. He did not say after my breakfast. He said tomorrow. So I think he got up early that morning. And decided that we're going to start right now. It, it, it had, it, it said until going down of the sun. So it must have been from sun up to sun down. Woo! The weight of a leader. leader knew that the job had to be done. I can't wait on anybody else to do. This is something I have to do. And so Moses stood up to go get the job done. But yet Moses had some leaders around him that knew how to take initiative and stepped up to help him out. Sometimes we see people struggling. We say, let them struggle. We don't want to help out because our name won't be printed in the paper. We won't get a plaque for helping them out. My name's not even mentioned in the program. Why should I help you out when I see you struggling? You didn't make me a part of that committee. I could have been part of that planning committee. So I ain't going to help you out now. Now that you need more volunteers, I'm just going to sit back and do nothing. Well, that's when you lose out. Uh, because Moses' brother Aaron and her are mentioned because they participated in what was going on. What did they participate in? In the defeat of the Amalekites. Catch this. Moses is the leader. Moses did get all the credit. But Moses, no, he could not have done it without them. Look, 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 look. And, 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 and so look, look at verse 13. And Joshua discomfited Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword. I, I like in another translation, and a result of this. And the result of this. See, when you help out your leader, there's a result that comes from it. Success. There's power in holding up your leader. Because you hold your leader up because your leader is holding you up. Together you hold up each other and there's success. I think that went over somebody's head. Did I, maybe, maybe I made that too complex. Maybe Let me see how I can simplify it. When you continue to add on, you get more. So as they added on to the support, they had more support behind Moses. Moses felt that support, and the people were supported by the power of God because of the unity right there. I want you to understand the enemy, Satan, wants to divide the church. He wants schisms to come in. He wants people to say that I'm not going to do this because you did not ask me, and I know I could help you, but I will not because I'm waiting for you to ask me. Sometimes you need to stop looking to be asked and just ask, can you help? It's called humility. I, 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 I know I'm good 
at doing this. And they should know I'm good at doing this because I tell them how good I am, but they never ask me for help. So I'm just going to sit down here until they ask me. You're wasting away. Then you have other people just upset because they never got asked. That's why you didn't get asked in the first place. Because you're selfish. When you're selfish, it limits you to be selfless. When you're concerned how you will be recognized, you'll never be recognized. When you think that you're indispensable, you are dispensable. But when you make yourself available to all, everybody wants to be around you. Everybody wants to help you. And I can see Moses available for help saying, look, I know I'm supposed to do it. It's all by myself. But I don't think God didn't disqualify you to help me out. And so Aaron and her came and set a rock so Moses could sit down his weary legs. And one stood on the other side and the other on the next. Until the what? The going down of the sun. Now catch this. What does this mean to me? There's power in supporting your leader. Why? Catch this. In Acts 20th chapter, 28th verse, it's very powerful for pastors. It says this. Let me get it for the King James Version for you. Acts 20th chapter, 28th verse. Very powerful, and it always humbles me. It reminds me of my great responsibility that I asked for and he has given me. Acts 20, chapter 20, it says this. Take heed, therefore, unto yourselves and to all the flock over the which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers to feed the church of God, which he hath purchased with his own blood. And, and what that reminds me that as I am a pastor, an overseer, some translations an elder, that the people that I am serving are not mine. And since they are not mine, it's not all about me. And since it's not all about me, I should be concerned how I can hold them up. Now, look, look, I went over, I went over how Moses provided for the people. He went to God, said, God, they're hungry. God said, I'll give them manna. He said, God, they want some meat. Well, they'll get some quail in the evening. God, the water's bitter. Well, I'll use you to make the water sweet. God, we're in another place. That water, we left that sweet water. Where's the other water going to come from? Well, go back to the mount, and I will make water come out of the mountain. You see, Moses realized that my responsibility is to hold up the people as I go to God. God for the people, and now the people realize that when we hold up our leader, we are successful. But when they turn against them, they have problems. You need some help. I, I'm not going to go too far, but you just read in Exodus 17 chapter when, when Jethro told Moses how to distribute power and power and equip and educate the people. And then you go to the next chapter, those same people he educated got upset that Moses was on the mountain too long. They decided to make a golden calf. 
Now, I want you to understand, God got mad at the people and told Moses, Moses, catch this, catch this, Moses. I'm going to destroy these people and start with you and make a new nation. But Moses, remember, these same people that came to my aid and held up my arms when I couldn't hold up any longer. Father, forgive them. I, I, I give them another chance. These are your people, and I want to lift them back up to you, God. And Father, Father said, all right, I won't strike them all dead, but in 40 years, <laughs> they won't be in the promised land. But you see, Moses had a heart for the people. It's a, it's a circle. When you support your leader, your leader supports you, but sometimes you make it burdensome on the leader. But I'm glad that we have a father that will support us. In times of storms. Look at him. Moses was trying to do his job, but catch this, catch this. God will never put you in a position you cannot win. I want you to know that God called the people out. They were going to go into the promised land, but sometimes we want to go on our own accord our own way but Moses said Lord I, I don't know how I'm going to make it this, this is just me just thinking I'm holding my arms up I'm getting tired Lord I don't know how I'm going to make it I see my brother he's not moving right now Lord my arms are getting tired oh poor Joshua he's getting beat down oh Lord what's going on but then all of a sudden I can see the Aaron and her catching some sense and I'm going to come up and lift up my leader's arms so, Father we're going to do this together and then it said they overcame now catch this. I didn't read the last few verses here, but I'm going to go ahead and read them now because Moses decided to celebrate when they got the job done. I want you to understand, when you get something done for the work of the Lord, you ought to celebrate. And here's what he did. And the Lord said unto Moses, verse 14, write this for a memorial in a book and rehearse it. In the ears of Joshua, I, 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 I like that name, Joshua. You everybody know Joshua is, is the Hebrew, and in the Greek we could say Jesus, and the, and the meaning is that the Lord saves. My goodness, that's a powerful name. And for I will utterly put out the remembrance of Amalek from under heaven, and Moses built an altar and called the name of it Jehovah Nissi. For he said, because the Lord has sworn that the Lord will have war with Amalek, from generation to generation, I want you to understand that when you stand up for the Lord and you stand up together, God will go out before you and fight all your enemies. No matter the problems you face in your ministry, the enemy cannot overcome what God has called you out to do. You need to go ahead and stand up and lift up your arms. And, and when they fall down, lift them back up again. And if you need to lean on somebody, go ahead and lean on on somebody and you can stand up and then when the job is done when you cross over on the other side you can say the Lord has delivered me he's come against my enemies you see here you see here the enemy came against Moses but the enemy was defeated not by Moses strength not by Aaron's strength not even by hers not even by Joshua but it was the Lord power but God wants us to come together. We have hope and Bible church and Zion Baptist church coming together to go against 
the enemy. Going against divisions with schism, crossing racial, social, economical barriers. Because we're going to take what God has called us to do. To go and make disciples. To go and feed the hungry, clothe the naked, visit the sick. The enemy wants us to stay within these four walls. But yet with God for us, who can be against us? Is Jesus alive? Well, tell somebody he's alive. We need to go out to this dead world and be alive. I don't know what y'all came here. For, but I know this, that Jesus is real. And since he is real, I'm going to tell somebody about him. Are you going to tell somebody about him? Are you going to tell somebody about him? Tell him, say, 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 I'm going to tell it. Say, I'm going to tell it. And you got to do it together. Moses couldn't do it by himself. He needed some help. Your pastor can't do it by himself. Your leader of your ministry can't do it by him or herself. But when you come together and you stand before God, oh, what mountains you can move, what miracles you can do, what healing can come, what transformation can be done. Well, my regulation can be performed when you stand up together, united together under Christ, the head of the church and the body coming together, going out these four walls, going out into the community and letting everybody know that the Lord is my banner. You can't defeat me. You've been defeated. Satan is a liar, but God is real. They thought he had him there, but he got up. He got up and he's still up. He's still alive. How do I know he's alive? Mrs. Kane, guess what? He lives in me. <laughs> Woo! Ah! <laughs> I'm sorry. I just got excited because Jesus is the only reason why I'm here. I could not make it. Lining our perfect proof. That if it wasn't for the people that surrounded us at times we was weak, the time we were down, but they stood by our sides as we stood before God, that we can stand up right now with lifted up hands and say, Father, thank you for not leaving me nor forsaking me. <laughs> Thank you for surrounding me with people that are concerned about me. Not concerned about what I'll say about them, but concerned about where we stand before you. That our conscience be clear. I'm trying to stop y'all. I don't know. I, 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 just, get, I just get excited thinking about what Christ has done for me. We want you to be fueled up with the power of Christ. The vision of this conference for you to be filled up with the power of Christ. The Bible tells us to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Pray so you shall not fall into temptation. For the Spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. So we need to come against anything that is not of God and put it under subjection of the obedience of Christ. We need to change our thoughts, change our minds. I think whatever is holy, whatever is praiseworthy, whatever is honorable, anything worthy of his name, think of these such things. We need to be like Moses before we give in and give up. We just call out, God, I need your help. We cannot make it divided, but we can make it together. The body of Christ 
united together under one head, and that head is Christ, our resurrected Savior. Let's bow our heads for prayer. Father, right now, we thank you, Lord, for the awesome example and leadership we have in Moses, how we can learn from his mistakes. We can learn from his triumphs. And, Lord, we can learn from our own mistakes. And, Father, we want to learn from our triumphs. And, Father, we want to celebrate, Lord, each victory we have and learn from each mistake we have. And, Father, we want to be equipped and empowered to go out, Father, to reach this community, to give this community hope, to help them realize how they can help out one another and educate one another. Father, right now, let us start today and do better than we ever have before. Lord, even when we get tired, Father, we pray that you send an Aaron or her to hold up our arms. Father, we pray right now, when we get weary, we get weak, we have a Joshua to be by our side. Father, right now, we realize that even times we, are, we feel like we're by ourselves, we remember, Lord, you are our banner. And Father, with you for us, who can be against us? Any enemy that comes against us, Father, when we are going forward in your name, Father, we will always be victorious. Because through Jesus, Lord, we are more than conquerors. And we thank you for that, Father. And Father, right now, right now, right now, Lord, we pray that this is just not a a one-week thing, but this is a daily thing, that we won't be strangers no longer, but we now become friends. We won't be fighting against each other, but praying for each other. We'll come out together and worship you, Almighty God, not necessarily just in a sanctuary, but, Father, when we go out into the marketplace, we go to our workplace, go to our house, to our neighborhoods. Father, when we see each other, we will worship and magnify your name and tell somebody else about Jesus. We thank you, Father, for this time of refuel. We thank you, Father, for the great teaching and preaching of Pastor Whisker. Father, we thank you, Lord, as pastor, we was able to use the gifts you have given us to equip and empower your people. And, Father, we, th- we pray that each lesson, each message, Father, will never depart, but continue to equip us and encourage us and lead us back to your word and lead us back on our knees to you, Father. In Jesus' awesome name we pray, Father. Let the church say amen.